What's up guys, Adrian here again with another Acacid Pod. I'm very excited for today's episode specifically because today is a very special night. Yes sir. Yes sir, yes sir. Um, for many of you guys, you guys probably know that I'm a very big UFC fan. Right here in store I have another really big UFC fan and my um, friend group here over at Baylor. And we are more, I'm, I'm just excited to talk about this stuff right. because tonight is a big night. What's up James? And there's, there's not many people that you can talk to about it like... I get it. Like that, understand. Like, obviously, like they have probably a depth of knowledge, but like, people have football, people have baseball. Oh, I got yeah. UFC. Like UFC box. Every, yeah, dude. James, you are a like, perfect per- person to talk to about fights. Like literally right before, probably the biggest fight in the past. What would you say? At least in the year. Uh, it's projected to do bigger numbers than. Well, well dude. I- Funny enough, um, so for the fight, for people that, you know, just keep up with UFC passively, it's Poirier versus McGregor. Right. It's right. their second time that they fought, all that fancy stuff. Um, McGregor annihilated Poirier the first time, but Poirier was a very young fighter. And now they're both, like, very mature. McGregor's, like, dad, all that shit, right? right. Um, he, this fight is huge because it, it's McGregor's first fight since uh, Cerrone. Cerrone a year ago. Yeah. And that fight... Before that fight, the last time he fought was against Khabib. Yeah. It was Khabib. So McGregor's getting back into the groove of things, and Poirier has just built his name up. He's like, on a hot streak. Yeah, he's built his name up, like, to the T really well. And to me, if, like, and I have a UFC 229, Khabib versus McGregor, that was my most, that was, the, in my opinion, the best fight night of my life. And I could go into that later. I still I, remember sitting there watching it with my buddy's family, and when Khabib jumped out of the cage, we were all just dude, like, "What?" I like, was, I literally that that fight, that fight night, all the undercards, you know, with, um, man, who was the guy from Houston? The guy like my balls was hot at the end. Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek yeah. Lewis. Derek Lewis. And then the next fight after that was like uh, some Russian guy versus a black guy. And the black guy just got rocked, and his eyes went cross-eyed. I was like, dude, what the hell? Jesus. Like, that was a brutal, brutal knockout. And I was like, there's no way the next fight after these two get right. any better. It was Pedersen versus Ferguson. Yeah. Dude, that is... Okay. That was a gunfight. They yeah, came dude, to shoot. They, they beca- dude, they mutilated each other, bro. Like, if you look at if you look at the end of the fight, first of all, that, the end of, that was my favorite fight of that night. Like, in terms of, like, quality of fight. They were slinging at each other, like you were saying. It's a gunfight the entire time. They went all three rounds, and I'm not even kidding, dude. At the end of it, their faces were mutilated, bro. Like they looked like Picasso paintings of how crooked their faces yeah. were at the end of it. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's like a side by side picture of Tony Ferguson's. Like, well, obviously discounting his last two losses, but mm-hmm. before that, it was like every dude he'd beat, and it was like a picture before the fight and afterwards. Oh yeah, dude. He and just like, mauls him. Yeah. He, he he mauls him. It's not even. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't even look like it's a fair fight. Right. But yeah, they they both Pettis and uh, Ferguson at the end of that fight just looked defeated. I think Ferguson ended up winning. Yeah, Ferguson ended up winning that one. My question was that a five round fight or was it? I think it was only three. Well, I don't think it uh, went the whole round. I think Pettis broke his hand. Yes, you're right. Uh, you're right. Going I into remember. the third. Yeah. Maybe. He broke his hand, um, but still, like it, it just it just gun to show fight. you the gunfight, mm. like how much of a gunfight it was. A motherfucker broke his hands throwing his fist at the guy's face, which is insane. And then you had the Khabib fight, and dude, literally, at the end of the Pettis Ferguson fight, I've already said two fights in a row. Yo, there's no way the next fight is gonna get better. There's no way the next fight is gonna get better. I didn't like the Khabib McGregor fight because I'm a massive, massive McGregor fan. That was heartbreaking to me to watch, but the shock value was definitely there. But then on top of that, you put Khabib and his team hurtling over the fence and attacking Khabib, uh, Connor's team and people in the audience. I was just like, dude, what is this? What hey, is this? Dylan Dennis deserved it. Really? Not going to lie. That- I don't like that guy. Dylan Dennis, for the people um, who don't really keep up with uh, UFC too much, he's uh, one of the guys that McGregor trains with. But basically his stick is... What I'm gonna do is piss so many people off that everybody hears my name. He's he's literally just a yapper, like 100. percent Dude's got balls though. Most glorified trash talker of the. Didn't he like try to go after what's his name, the guy who the YouTuber guy who Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul. Like just to like piss him off. Isn't it, I know he's a uh, what's it called? 
I know Jake Paul right now is trying to go after McGregor. McGregor's definitely not taking That's the bait. That's stupid. 100% shouldn't take the bait. It's sort of just like a shit stain on the sport. Yeah, for real. Because you got a dude who's been... That's why Dana's like, no, like that's not going to happen. Right. It, it would bring a lot of money, don't get me wrong. Like just, just you'll get money from people who don't watch sports or the fighting whatsoever paying for that fight. But but for people like me and you, today is a big day. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. big time. Oh, yeah, dude. But, but anyways, back, back to the Poirier-McGregor fight. This fight is huge because um, in my opinion, it's the best class. In my, in 155 the, is yeah, definitely the most stacked division. Yeah, it's it's the best class, and on top of that, uh, Khabib retired not not even a couple months ago, and our, he is literally the best pound for pound fighter right now. Like no questions asked. Even though he's retired, quote unquote. Yes. His dad died, and he said, "I don't want to do this sport if my dad's not here." So he just, he he literally went twenty nine and zero, still undefeated, and retired. But one thing that really made me mad about that whole situation is. After his fight with Gaethje, uh, Khabib ended up getting this dude in a triangle choke and submitting him in the second round. And afterwards, everyone was on Twitter showing respect for his retirement, like, hey, you're the GOAT, man. And then John Jones, being John Jones, he's like, he's not the GOAT. Clearly, <laughs> clearly I'm the GOAT. And, like, that's the type of personality that I, I really despise. John you know, Jones? Yeah. Oh, okay. To be honest, I've never been a big John Jones fan. Really? I like, dude, nothing but respect. That guy He's is brutal. a lethal fucking weapon. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. It's not like I look at more of the man more than I look at the fighter. Yeah. That's what determines if I'm a fan of this dude. It's not. Yeah. I want to touch on that later. Yeah. I'm going to touch on But I 100% get, get that. Because UFC, this is what people don't understand. UFC, dude, you can, you can pick up the technicalities of the sport within like two years of it. But... The hard part is the emotions to the sport because, dude, you're getting slugged at. Like, mm -hmm. you're getting slugged at. Like, peop a lot of people have never gotten punched in the face. Or hard. Or, or, yeah, hardly punched in the face that, like, you feel the blood pulsating through your, I think, to persevere through that, it's all a mental game. Like, like I said, you can learn the technicalities of self-defense in, like, two years to the T. But you can't teach a chin. No. No, no, no. You, Dude, nothing is to keep going you, after you've like, oh my god, I almost blacked out, or I almost like got knocked out. Because if you take a big shot to your face, you're it's it starts in your knees. Your knees just give yeah, up. Yeah, just like your start legs, wobbling. Your legs are stiff. Like people are like, oh, you fell down, whatever. Like, <laughs> dude. It's not like he had a choice. Like your legs, if you get hit with a clean shot, your legs go stiff. And you're, it's yeah. It's a foregone conclusion. It's not like, oh, if I'm tough enough, maybe I'll be able to still. No. No, it's it's, it's not mind over. It's I think there's literally something in your brain that's like, oh, I'm in shock. Stay the hell down. Yeah. <laughs> Do not get back up. Have you ever been hit that hard? Uh, one time. Really? Uh couple times a couple times i've only been hit that hard once and i shit you not dude i was like i i i had like that voice in the head that you were just talking about that it was just like oh god okay that could have laid me out but then i just like backed away for a little bit and you know continued doing my thing but um it's it's scary that feeling is like definitely like whoa and you're just thinking you know here we are just like you know stupid boys you no. know just punching at whatever we can these guys are professional people that mm -hmm. you know take people who like dedicate their life to the right jab right you know they're the, the punches are taken or receiving isn't a joke you know yeah it's it's just who's the bigger dog it's mm -hmm. like some people are born with that god-given ability to push oh yeah through adversity and some people don't like do you remember um i think the kid's name was uh max roscop I'm not too familiar. He it made his UFC debut on a week's notice um, because somebody dropped out, and he was sitting there on the stool going to the second round, to the uh, to the third round, and he told his coach, he's like, I don't got it in me. Like, I, I can't do this. And everyone on Twitter loves to clown him, but I from, yeah. like, sparring, sitting there in and the corner knowing how exhausted you are and feeling – like this overwhelming sense of dread because you're looking at this guy still looks fresh and me my cardio is my worst <laughs> thing so i'm sitting like 
going to the next round, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, God damn, do I really got this in me? Yeah. So like, unless you've been like sitting in that situation before, it's really hard for you to like understand. Like, it's like fear, dread, and no matter what anybody tells you about a fight, there's not a soul on this planet who just goes into a fight without any type of you know, like fear, adrenaline, oh, running. Oh, 100%. They all, we all get that same feeling as humans, but it's more how a fighter uses it. It could break them down, but it could also be used as a weapon. One, and, and, and yeah, dude, 100 It's it's it. Like I said, it's it's just a mental aspect. The entire sport, and to me, is like mental for the most part because of exactly that. That's, I mean, you were, you were talking about John Jones and how, you know, now you you weren't necessarily talking about John Jones' mental in the ring. You were talking about John his Jones, mentality outside. Uh, yeah, of outside it. the ring, and that is also a massive mass. You look at McGregor, his mentality outside the ring is, I mean, it's it's very like trash talky, but it's more mostly marketing. I love McGregor. Yeah. I've heard, I'm gonna say that so many times, but um, see that's where me and you differ. Obviously, I'm an Irish. <laughs> I'm an Irish boy. I got nothing but respect. But I'm an ADS fan. You're an ATS fan? Most definitely. He, I think he won that second fight. Really? I just think... Wait, that, f- that fight went a whole, whole five rounds. Whole five rounds. Um, first, like, two rounds, all Connor. Yeah, 100%. Connor was touching him up. He was piecing him, and he dropped him, I think, three times. But I'm pretty sure... I don't have the stats up with me, but I, I'm pretty sure Nate outstruck him in all, like, in all categories. And, like... Like, it wasn't, he's not the type of fighter to have the power to, like, I'm going to sit you down with one punch. He just tabs you, tap, tap, uh-huh. tap. And it's so hard to breathe when you are just fighting a tapped. dude or you're getting hit in general. Because it doesn't take much of a, a hit to your head to be like, oh, shit, to disrupt your breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So he just taps, taps, and this dude does triathlons. He's like a cardio machine, so he can sit there. He's a, he's a vegan, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm he's pretty sure. Very, very conscious about his health and right. like what all he does. Right, but it's like he takes dudes into deep water, and a lot of them can't make it out. Mm-hmm. A lot have though. Yeah. That's one thing I'll be the first to say. Diaz does not have the best record on paper. No. But I'm pretty sure seventy percent of his losses were like people who have fought for the title or have held the title yeah so he has he has a pretty good track record of people he's lost to like it's not just just any bozo or anything like since that. he got out of the ultimate fighter they've pitted him against toughest guys they could find mm-hmm. right but nate, nate diaz i will say, he's a he's a, they call him the dog right what's, what's his nickname something, something the dog no no they just go nate diaz yeah he's he's a he's he's oh wait, cholo that's his name that's his nickname he's from Stockton, California, right there. They got a lot of vatos up there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but he's he's brutal, like 100% brutal. Um, that first fight that he had against McGregor honestly shook the hell out of me. I thought I thought McGregor had that by McGregor McGregor had that by a landslide, and uh, seeing seeing uh, Nate take him down is just ins- it's I don't know, man. Connor actually shot for the takedown. After Nate landed a clean one to right on his chin, mm-hmm. and he just stumbled back, he was like, "Yeah, yeah." In the first round, was that right? Uh, I think or the se- second. Okay, okay, okay. I know. I remember it was pretty early on, but yeah, I don't know, dude. The the mentality of the sport, it just it's in, it's insane because each each athlete, each uh, fighter, to me, that's what that's what distincts them the most is like how they approach a fight. Like to me. I think Gaethje is an insanely good fighter. Like and an insanely good, just solid human being. But okay, but here's he's a good human being, but he's not marketable. If that if that makes sense, like he's not like your typical fighter personality. He's like he's a good Christian. He's a good like you know just a good person. But like you don't he he's not loud mouthed. He's not like McGregor. He doesn't chirp a lot. He doesn't. Which is one thing I don't know. But he does his talking inside the cage. Oh, 100%. That Tony Ferguson fight literally shook me. The, I was watching it with... leg kicks? No, he he picked apart Tony Ferguson. Oh, Tony, this was his most recent... Ferguson, not most recent, but the one right before yeah. that, right? Okay. Because Tony Ferg, I'm pretty sure he was on like a 13-fight win streak, some mm-hmm. crazy number, and everyone thought he was untouchable. Gaethje stepped up and 
he put a beating on him. 100%. Like, they stopped the fight because at, uh, at the fifth round, Gaethje popped, uh, popped him with a jab, and he just stumbled back, and he looked around, and he started, like, shaking his head. Like, he was, like, I remember. just trying to wake himself up. And he was, like... Dude. He started shaking it over. He did that for, like, a solid 30 seconds, yeah. just, like, stop it, stop it. But that's, like... I want to see him watch. I want to see him fight McGregor. I think that'd be a good fight. There's a steep price to pay for anybody who decides like, I want to fight for my life. I I watch a lot of different like podcasts and videos and stuff like that about former fighters. And one moment that really stuck out to me was Josh Thompson. If you know who he is, mm-hmm. he was a bigger fighter back in the day. He fought in like Bellator and Strike Force. Um, he Said after his fight with Tony Ferguson, because that was when Tony was on his way to the top. Yeah. Earlier, he said he went back to the locker room after that fight, and he said, like, a piece of him was missing. Like, he lost a piece in the octagon that he was never going to get back. And that's, like, that's why I, like, I love this sport to the extent that I do. It's just, these guys are modern-day gladiators. 100%. I actually, I, I remember having that thought for the first time that UFC 229 I was like dude like this like this is like technically like think of like the Roman Empire you know fighting lions you know like all bloodied on the field you know nowadays the only difference is that we have cameras you know they're like the most brutal injury I've seen was um Overeem's what's his what's the guy's name oh Alistair Overeem Uh, and and Ganu with the with the oh lip. no no that was Jarzinho Rosenstrike at the very end of the fifth uh-huh. round in a fight that he was winning yeah he gets clipped and just his face his down. his lip just like burst open like literally from nostril down to like literally it looked like he had a cleft lip I was just like Jesus this guy's not even doing one he's not even flinching or reacting anything he's to just it. sitting there on the stool like damn like, I lost he's like feeling it I was like oh okay that's there and I'm like dude these guys are. These guys are something else. Like It just takes a, a different type of human being, and it's not like they're doing it because it pays outrageously well. No, it doesn't. Right? <laughs> like, they wanted to do that. They go box, you know? That's, like, the saddest thing. Like, how much does the average NBA player make per game? I don't know. I just know what's his name. Uh, who was the guy who just signed with the Nets? Uh, Harden just signed, I think it was, like, $200 million at least over the course of Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I need to fact check that. But there's definitely some big, big, big contracts out there yeah. that um, get put out there. And I don't know. And there are there are big contracts in MMA. Don't get me wrong. Like, Khabib got paid $6 million for his last fight. But That's you not see even the dudes, that much. <laughs> you see the dudes on the undercard? They get paid like, like 25, yeah. 25K. I'm like, it's just... That's Dana. That's Daddy Dana right there. <laughs> Papa D over there. Yeah. He just... I think he's one hell of a businessman, but... He's got to pay his fighters, uh, dude. That's that's one thing, man. When when he, this whole big meeting... I think I, I literally talked to you this about you with you with a while ago. This whole big meeting that he had with... What's his name? Um, Khabib about coming out of retirement and fighting again. I was like, dude, that entire conversation was just dollar bills, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and it's and it's because, you know, Khabib, every fighter like wants to get to the Khabib's point, like they just won't come back unless it's for more money. Because why, Khabib retired as a champion, technically, you know, why is he gonna come back and like fight for, I mean, even six million dollars for a single fight? That's not a lot. Like, I think some NBA players get paid. Uh, like, I mean, they get they play eighty two games a year, but they get paid like twenty million dollars. So I don't know what the equivalent is. There's probably some math to that. There's just Khabib being the number one, only getting paid six million. I don't think he sees the value. So he's they said, oh, we're gonna have to see how this fight, the one happening today, is gonna go through. And then literally, that literally translates to, I need McGregor to win so he can contend he for can, the championship yeah. so he can get paid, because he was literally like. I don't know if you saw on Instagram literally yesterday there was a video of Dana being like you like Yeah, you he said, was in he was chirping in Khabib's ear. He's like, 
Yo, this is this already is... bigger than your last fight. Yeah. Imagine if you fought again. Like imagine if you fought again against one of these two guys. Uh, if not one of these two guys, bullshit. McGregor. Like even though right now I was literally looking at the stats before Poirier right now is pound per pound number seven. McGregor is seventeenth. First of all, I think that's bullshit. McGregor should be much higher. The only diff- the only thing is that McGregor hasn't has fought like twice in the past two and a half years. And his um, I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, think about it this way. Uh, UFC has an incentive for McGregor to win. The more he wins, the more of a star he becomes, the more money he generates when he fights on a card. He's a marketing guy, like 100%. But his last fight was against Donald Cerrone, who was, I think, on a two- or three-fight skid at that point. Mm-hmm. And now his next fight after that is a dude who he already knocked out in the first round. Yeah, and Granted, it was a brutal I'm knockout. not, I'm like, I'll be the last to, Talk down on Dustin Poirier. One hundred percent. Because that dude, especially his fight with Hooker, Dan dude, Hooker was insane. I haven't. I literally was like right before this. I was like looking at fights for Dan or for Poirier. I saw that one was up, dude, and had like a lot of good like comments. But I was like, it was literally half hour. It went the whole round, the whole five rounds, right? I think it was fight of the year, my personal opinion. But really, literally, I don't know, man. It was one of those things where. It, Two dudes decided, let's stand in the pocket and just throw hooks the whole time. Was like, that the one that at the end of the fight that they were like, you and me? Or no, that was... Max just, Holloway? Yeah, Holloway. Dude. Just, the last 15 seconds, let's just go. And then they just fucking... Yeah, yeah boom, Ricardo boom, 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 boom. Lamas and Max Holloway. And then I... Max Holloway is starting to become my favorite fighter too. Like really? In a close race with Nate Diaz. Did you see his no-look right hand on Calvin Cater? What? No, I did not. You did? Oh, he was fifth round of a fight that he absolutely dominated. I think it was, the final scorecard was 43 to 50 on two judges. Like, God. Scorecards. And this guy, in the fifth round, he looks at the um, commentating table. He's like, like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. And without even looking, dodges a punch, lands a right hand while still looking at the commentary team. And then proceeds to stay looking at them, step back, and dodge three that's, punches. That's what McGregor chirped at him for on Twitter, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you said you're the best boxer in the UFC? Cap. That's what he said or something like that. But I've never seen that. That's like... Yeah, that's insane. I, I saw it on, on Instagram. I just didn't see the actual fight. A lot of um, a lot of fighters call it like flow state, if you've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's this idea that some, uh, some fighters, Israel Adesanya... Uh, talks about this guy, a dude. lot. Holy yeah, shit. dude, he's a specialist. Uh-huh. But Israel Adesanya talks about sometimes when he's in a fight, he loses grasp of all, like, like his decisions himself. He enters a state where, like, he just does it. He does not make the decision. It's it's just, it's, his body just it, it, It's flows. like intuition or right. something. Yeah. And when you've been fighting for as long as he has been, he had... A long kickboxing career, like yeah, he's like thirty-one right now and just got into UFC, like what, like four or five years ago. But he climbed to the top mm-hmm. real quick. I want to see him and Jones fight so bad. I just, oh, dude, that would be so good. I Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. Dude, he beat John Jones. You cannot tell me that he didn't. He he he. Okay, maybe. I I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a while since that. I, that fight went down, but I still remember watching it live, and I was like, "Damn, we got a new light heavyweight champion." Uh, no, really? they got to give it to the. Cha- I get you have to, like, beat the champ to be the champ, so like you got to knock him out. But at the same time, like, to me, I know pro- uh, there's probably so many people who see it differently. There is so many. Like, I just think he lost, and I think the majority of people do too. But Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, I just. I I I I don't know too much about that fight. I don't I like I don't I can't recall it off the top of my head. But um, dude, Adesanya and uh, and Jones would be one one crazy 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 yeah. fight. Generate a lot of money too. I think in terms of, like marketability, Adesanya is like pretty up there with uh, what's it called McGregor. Yeah, I think. Um He's way up there. He is mm-hmm. a dude. He's got finesse. He's got style. The style. He yeah. makes it look good. 
100%. Other than um, that Yoel Romero fight. But that was just an odd one. I think it was just... It happens when you have two counter strikers who are waiting on. Wait, are we talking? About, we're talking about uh, Jones here, right? Or no, no, no. Adesanya okay. versus uh, Yoel Romero. Okay, yeah. That fight, it's like everyone was really disappointed after it because uh, there was like no shots thrown. But mm-hmm. when you put two dudes in a cage who are waiting for the other person to punch first before they do, just to like feel them out or whatever, it's bound to happen. Anderson Silva was the same way. He um. He was filthy. And people, like, I just, nobody ever better talk down on Anderson Silva because growing <laughs> up, I watched him. God. He, like, he blew my mind. And I get it now. He's gotten older. He's, oh, yeah. It happens to everyone. And that's the saddest part about MMA is the baddest dudes. They they, they, they age. all meet their makers. Yeah. Right? They all come up against a young dude who's just got that little bit extra a little bit more, more energy. Yeah. They get him at the right age. That's why I think Khabib is like, like not only did his dad, you know, pass, but it was also, I just don't want to, I want to, I want to retire on a high note. And dude's weight cut was insane. Mm-hmm. I, he drops an insane amount of weight to cut, uh, to make 155. I'm not sure exactly what his walk around weight is, but like, there are a lot of videos on the internet of him just. Dying. That's that's another crazy, crazy, crazy thing that a lot of people don't even think about. And it also plays into that mental side of the sport is literally just making weight. Like if you're trying to up weight and you have like you got 10 pounds of pure muscle, you can't just, you know, build 10 pounds of fat. You know, right. if you're if you want to fight, you got 10 months or you got six months to build 10 pounds of pure muscle. Dude, that's a that's 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 another mental aspect to this. Like you're literally just playing like. You're programming your body almost, I guess. And you have to be extremely disciplined. Uh, It's just like some of these dudes have cut close to 40 pounds before a fight. Strictly water weight. Hell no, dude. And I'm like, You got to starve yourself. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya talked about it. He's like, there were days that I would like eat like an orange slice. I'm like, dude, that. that ain't me. No, no. You got to be built different to be a competitive fighter. Right. And honestly, I think I that's why I really like meeting other people who are, like, interested or, like, practice in any form of martial art, like mm-hmm. boxing, kickboxing, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Right? It's like, because it teaches you a lot of respect. 100%. I, like, a lot of people go in with the mindset, like, oh, I'm a... I'm a big dog. Like, I can handle myself. Like, <laughs> but then you see some people who, like, there's, there's a kid at the boxing gym I go to. He's, like, 16. Um, no more than 145 pounds. But this guy, he's got the dirtiest paws I've ever witnessed. And I'm like, this 16-year-old dude, kid could just absolutely wipe the floor with me. It just, like, it puts you in a perspective where... You realize that you are a small fish in a very, very big ocean. It's yeah. it's big ocean, and not only that, it's extremely competitive. Right. It's, it's just, and I, as someone who like hates to lose, obviously, <laughs> like especially like in in boxing or whatever, it's like it makes you come to terms with it. You know, like you're not gonna come in and just like beat everyone. Yeah, just because you're James Carmody or Adrian Jimenez, like you gotta. There's got to be some fucking work that you got to put in. And it's and it's some serious work. Yeah, it's like I, years I'm, and years. You're going to this boxing gym. I'm sure you've gone through a boxing circuit, right? Countless. Uh, yeah. Dude, well, they're... Well, specified. Like, like push-ups, you know, then you get to hit the bag, and then you got to work on the speed right, bag, and yeah. just like a circuit of it. They're brutal. They're brutal to es- me. Especially I, like... Because it's, a, it's like a mix of like strength training and... and cardio in one workout like it's it's you're literally it's like you're curling you're doing like heavy lifting but at the same time you're getting your heart rate insanely up and you do like literally i've seen some like circuits that are like um you do 500 push-ups and uh 400 sit-ups or it's not it's like it's like 100 push-ups 400 sit-ups and then you go run 500 meters and then you go box um on the bag for like five minutes and then 
you do it all over See, again. And then you got me. like then you got like two minutes of jump rope, and you're like, God damn! And you have you have to do that five times. Like imagine doing a, a hundred push-ups, you know, one time is is a is bitch. enough for it's me. It's a bitch, yeah. But imagine doing that five times in a single workout. On top of that, you have a like a minute of jump rope. You have which a minute of jump rope to me is not too bad. But like, but jump rope, honestly, that's probably one of the most like. The best exercise, in my uh, opinion. Underrated things that you can do. And it's one thing that I neglect, personally, because... Bro, come over, dude. I can get you on the jump rope <laughs> ASAP. You know I, what I do for... Like, not for fun, but, like, as a, on, a, on one of my cardio days, I'll do half hour on the jump rope every time I fuck up. Like, I get, like... I get, I get a cut on my foot. I do three burpees. Bro, I'm telling you 100%. It is, in my opinion, the best, best workout. Yeah, I was. Born. It transforms you as a fucking person. <laughs> right. I just uh, every time I jump rope, I was born with the curse of chicken legs. <laughs> my brother's a runner, and my doc. I literally had to ask my doctor. I was like, dude, because I was really big into lifting back in high school. Mm-hmm. I lifted all the time, and I would squat, but I would just never see any results. Like, so I would I would sort of neglect my legs because like. They were like so. They, they regardless of what I did, and, they didn't yeah. build. And I talked to my doctor about it. He's like, "Uh, the uh, genetics." I'm like, "Damn." So I just got boned with a set of chicken legs. Well, I mean, I think I mean, cause look at look at uh, Muhammad right right there. I have a picture of Muhammad Ali right behind James right here. Like, I wouldn't say his legs are like incredibly like jacked. I bet that guy worked out like insane. I I think like just not having physically looking like big big legs isn't necessarily the point i think the can this is another thing there's guys that will squat like 400 whatever fuck not squat like deadlift 400 they'll fucking squat squat like 200 almost 300 pounds but dude when it comes to like their athletic performance it's just like their their legs are dumb like they don't they can't they're just strong that's it but like they they walk a little they run a little too much or they they try to turn they're not agile they're like burst an entire achilles or what or burst a um what's it what's it called an acl or something you know it's just insane which i don't know that to me is like i don't know why i like ufc so much because it's not just i don't like the whole attitude that people take to fitness is like oh i just want to be strong you know i want to be this big guy which i don't know if you're competing for mr olympia go ahead and do that I'm more so the approach of like I want to become like a whole unit of yeah. you know physical physiological being you know I want to be able to use my strength appropriately which is in my opinion MMA and boxing train you how to use your strength to the best and they teach you a valuable lesson it's like you get guys who come into the UFC looking like bodybuilders like who's that who's that guy the oh wait I'll let you finish but uh, I like I just you see these guys coming in with massive, like, literally arms the size of cannons. Biceps on top of biceps. But then like, they go up against a dude like big country Roy Nelson. Mm-hmm. You've heard of him? Mm-hmm. That dude, he's got a big old belly, belly on, yeah. but he knocked dudes out. Like Cormier. Oh. Cormier and Jan. I mean, I think I think Cormier won the Cormier Jan uh, most recently. But he's he's the same way. Like Jan is like what six foot two, six foot three. Jan, Jan Blahovitz. Yeah, Blahovitz. Yeah, he's like he's tall, and Cormier is over here five ten. He's just he's pretty big, and by big I mean like he's got some chubs to him. He's got definitely like a dad bod, but he's he knows how to use his uh, his his cannons real well. Dude, it's got um, it's got to be genetics. One, I agree. Yeah, I've seen like. Uh, just by observing, like, I watch a lot of different UFC stuff and, like, podcasts with UFC fighters. And Daniel Cormier is an incredibly hardworking dude. Like, a former Olympian, mm-hmm. captain of that team, wrestling coach, like, been wrestling his entire life. Also doing all the other facets to be a complete mixed martial artist. And he still looks like that. There's, like, there's no way it's out of him not putting not in the Not putting effort. in the work, yeah. Right. It's, like... I think some people, but that just goes to prove your point even more. Because I heard, uh, I heard about this study from uh, my dad, and uh, I 
I'm probably going to butcher this. I don't know all the specifics. I mm-hmm. heard it a long time ago, but they like replaced the stomach lining of a smaller rat with like a bigger rat. So they replaced a, a li- it's like a, a lining within the stomach and they, but they, they replaced the smaller rats with a bigger rats stomach uh, lining. Right. Okay. And basically what had happened was the smaller rat, I don't know where it just gained a bunch of weight while the, um, Ah. Well, the big rat started Just to lose, lose a lot of weight. So I think it's sometimes what you got, how your you're built, or like how your genetics, like how are. you like process the foods you eat, maybe right. as well. Uh, yeah, I but honestly, I probably just butchered the hell out of that. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it 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 does make sense one hundred percent. But I, I don't know. Some people are just like there's a like Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is like small. Like he looks. He, 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 he's scrawny, sort of, I'd say. Talented dude, though. Yeah, but he, he takes on guys that are, like, pretty built. Of course, they're much shorter than him because Sean O'Malley's, like, 6'2", fighting in, like, 145, something like that. So you get, he, you have him fighting against people that are, like, 5'10", but they're, they, they got tone. Like, they, they got nice, you know, some muscle tone. They're units. On. They're like Michael Chandler, for example. Yeah, yeah. Smaller dude, but man. They, they, got, they, got, the, they got the nice biceps. Right. They got everything. But just shorter dudes are just more compact, you mm-hmm. know? The, like, the one that was crazy to me is Cejudo. Cejudo, he's pretty, he's like, what, 5'3", five, 5'4", five, something like that? Something like but that. But he is yoked. Like, yeah. he is yoked. He looked like, like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I just kicked that. Respect to uh, Cejudo. Honestly, respect to any fighter. Yeah, for real. You could be a dude who stepped into one amateur fight and you got KO'd in five seconds. But I got respect for you because if you're willing to throw your balls on the line, take your shot, and like, this is what I want to do. Dude, you you did a lot more than everybody else. Than 99% of other people. 100%. 100%. And obviously, like, it w- can't feel good to get knocked out. Like, Ben Askren, I feel so bad for. I, I, I think I, I, I remember the name. Ben Askren? Yeah. Um, he started off outside of the UFC, and he became a big-name fighter in other organizations. He went undefeated, but he had always had issues with Dana White earlier in his career. Oh, okay. So he never got to fight in the UFC in his prime. Mm-hmm. So finally, they make this trade for Demetrius Johnson, which was so stupid because that dude might be the goat, probably is. Like, how De- how old is he? Demetrius Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I don't know his exact age, but that guy, he's a different breed. He's a special like that guy. Uh, I'm f- I'm forgetting which fight it was, but he did like a flying arm bar to someone. I'm like. Flying arm. Yeah, he just what jumped the in the air, grabbed his arm, and got him. I was like, what the f- That's insane. How can you do that? That's creative as hell. Talk about style. <laughs> right. But what was I talking about before? You were talking about, um, God, man, you're even putting me. <laughs> you were talking about, you were talking about, uh, we were talking oh, about. Oh, Ben Askren. Yeah, ben Askren. Askren. Right. The, I, the size builds. But yeah, no, he, um, he got traded for Demetrius to go to the UFC, but by then he was in his late 30s. The best parts of his career was over. He was 19-0 and 0 still. First person they put him against, boom, ruthless Robbie Lawler. And that dude, God, I keep saying everyone's my favorite fighter, but I, <laughs> that dude's from Iowa, too. That's my... That's your homie right yeah, there. Hometown. Yo, hometown he, he's hero. from your hometown, actually? Uh-uh. He, oh, okay. But he lives uh, like 30 minutes Oh, away. that's pretty damn close either way. Yeah. That's dope. Or he lived. But this guy, like, you throw him immediately against a monster... With Ruth, uh, ruthless Robbie Lawler, he wins this fight, and then right after Jorge, Masvidal, yeah, poor sap. Five. Oh, seconds. I remember that actually. Five that's where I remember him. Took. Yeah, on the flying knee. That's all anyone remembers him yeah. for, and that's what it's such a tragedy to me because this guy, like, he had such a good career, and within just one fight, now that's literally what he's determined. Like, yeah. that's oh, that's Astrid. his legacy. Now. That's insane. It's so funny, like, I'm a living example of that, because, like, you said Asker, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard of the name. 
And then now that you said Masvidal, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the, exactly. The dude who got knocked out in five L- seconds. Literally, it was first contact. First contact. And, but I that mean, was honestly such a genius game plan. Oh, 100%. Because Ben... What would you say is better, Aldo McGregor or Askren Masvidal? Man, that's that's that one was crazy. That's a crazy debate. I it's think... weird because I remember where I was for both of those fights in particular. I was watching Aldo McGregor with my family, mm-hmm. and we're a bunch of Irish dudes, mm-hmm. and so we were going for McGregor, right? And but I could, Jose Aldo was such a monster. He was unbeaten in like ten years up to that point. Uh-huh. He had been the champion, defended it. I don't know how many times. And then here comes this dude talking all this nonsense, gets in the cage and knocks him out in 13 seconds. Like, it was insane. I still remember sitting there with this just like. It, it was literally what's craziest to me is that they both looked like they had the exact same game plan at the exact same time because Aldo and McGregor right. both threw a right punch at the exact same time. Aldo got the exact same amount of contact, I'd say, on McGregor. The only thing is, I guess uh, Aldo's head is just not as thick. That's yeah. cool, not. But dude, maybe he was moving into it. Maybe yeah. it's so hard to say. But like, it's just man, Connor is one of those dudes who was given that God-given touch of death. Mm-hmm. He's and not that's afraid. What, He's not afraid. That's why I, I don't I don't see Poirier winning. That's what I wanted to transition to here in a bit. Um, what what happens tonight? Poirier McGregor. If I have too. to take my best guess, I'm not here to shit on Dustin Poirier because. That dude deserves all the respect in the world. 100%. But he stands in the pocket, and he's willing to trade a shot to give a shot, right? Mm-hmm. He's willing to eat it, but you cannot do that with a guy like McGregor. No. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think where Poirier, my, my take on it, is that where, Poir, where Poirier gets screwed is he, 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 he reminds me a lot of Gaethje in the sense that it's extremely technical fighting, like textbook. There's no, like, spontaneity or anything like that. And that's exactly what screws him over. It's like the stylistic matchup advantage that McGregor has. Like, dude, fucking the shoulder shots that he took at Cerrone, that is, like, nobody's ever seen that up to a point. I, this is what I'm Early, gonna, uh... I'm going to call it like this. I think McGregor is going to do something that none of us have ever seen before. He's going to innovate the game. And he's going to win, whether it's in the first round or if it's not in the first round, I think it goes all three rounds. Uh, I think it's five, though. Oh, I mean, all five rounds. My bad. I I just... Honestly, if I had to give my... I think Connor knocks him out sometime, but I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that going all five rounds. I, I, I just don't know because McGregor has had such a long break. He's on some, and this goes to what we were talking about, the mental stuff. He's on some, like, manifestation, like, meditation, like, very, like, spiritual voyage right now. Like, he's, like, a full-grown adult. Like, he has, a, he has kids. He's been with his wife for, I don't know, since 2013, so, like, eight years now. Um, and, dude, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think he's, like, a full-grown man. So, I think he has, like, a lot more meaning to like what his name means and like what he's doing in his life so I, I just don't know how he's approached his like fighting over the past couple of years but i think if anything or not past couple of years past couple of, the past year i de- i definitely think that he's gonna do a lot better now i think it's gonna be i don't know it's a maturity yeah you he's, can see he's it in the way mature. he interacts you don't even see him chirp so much anymore like you saw his uh what's the weigh-ins they look pretty normal to me i think Really, the dude's a genius. 100%. First and foremost, like law of attraction to the utmost extent. It's like manifest yourself as the best and you'll become the best. He literally said in the Aldo fight, before the fight, like in a press conference, he was like, I'm going to get in with that right hook and I'm going to knock him out in the first round. And he was practicing it in the locker room beforehand. And and what did he do? Exactly what he said. Exactly. Like literally, like five seconds as the, the fight we were just talking about exactly what he said that's what i love that's why i love mcgregor like mcgregor to me on a mental aspect of an athlete like dude mcgregor is not just uh you know my favorite you know ufc fighter he's like definitely my top two favorite ufc 
No, you athletes in general, like just in the terms that he approaches a sport mentally. I don't know. He he trains insanely smart, in my opinion. Don't like Dylan Dallas, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. he's a he's a pretty sharp guy, and I definitely think he has at least two, three more good years left in him. I think I, I think more than that because dude does not take that much damage. If you look at his whole career, obviously mm-hmm. that second Diaz fight and oh, that yeah. Mayweather fight and that Khabib fight was a different story. But like earlier in his career, he was putting dudes out in the first almost every time. 100%. And like it's just, man, if you aren't eating as much, that's what worries me about fighters like Dustin Poirier is you see a, a decline quicker because they're more, you know, like – it's 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 a mindset that I honestly respect like an insane amount. It's like I don't care what you hit me with, I'm standing right here and I'm throwing right back. Mm-hmm. And that's a like to me that's a badass mindset, but also it leads to you know, yeah, problems up here a lot sooner. Yeah, CTE. Or that's the saddest part of the sport is like watching greats like Muhammad Ali and like with like Parkinson's. Yeah. It's like that has such a big effect on the rest of their lives, and they aren't even getting. You get like concussions every single time you fight, mm-hmm. practically, and right. I mean they go treated, of course, but. But you're not getting paid an absurd amount to do it. No, no. Right? It's just, you What's see, it? fighters go broke almost all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. just like. Uh, I I don't think that'll happen to McGregor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way, dude. Dude's got a mind for business. Yeah, one hundred percent. His his whiskey's pretty good. Proper twelve. I'm actually gonna be celebrating tonight with some proper twelve. I've never tried it. You may have to get some from my bottle. I'll, I'll give her. I'll give her a look. See, <laughs> right? I just man. I want to get one one last thought out. We'll end up here soon. Um, just about McGregor and um his legacy, I guess. Even though this isn't a podcast, just about McGregor, I would really hate to see him win this fight, and then take the fight with Khabib, and then Losing lose. Losing That yeah. would be, in, in my, and, and I'm not going to lie, I would pray for McGregor to beat Khabib. Not because not I hate Khabib. I love Khabib as a fighter. You just like McGregor that much more? 100%. Like, what he stands for. Like, Khabib is very, like, technical, very, like, very, like, how do I say? Dominant. Bill Belichick-y. You know, Dominant in every yeah, facet. Yeah, he just, he's just, he's just. It's like rooting for. I don't want to say the Patriots because he hasn't been like winning for fucking years. But he, he's just. Yeah, it's it's expected. You know, like it's, yeah. it's not it's not exciting. It's like oh, who's in the Super Bowl again? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah. Of course, that was when they were you know playing together. It's it, that's how it feels like a little bit. It, right. it just gives me that same memory. But to see like what would be an insanely great story. For me would be to see Khabib fight McGregor again after McGregor beats Poirier and then Khabib loses to McGregor that would be insane that would mean ooh, that fight oh my god I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ham I'm gonna go to the fight in Vegas if that if that happens he um if he did that dude's already the biggest star in MMA but that would that would put him with the likes of like I don't know I don't even want to make a comparison, I but like I can, I feel like say, like it's not put, that far off to be like he would be like a, the LeBron James. Yeah, I he would he would put combat sports into new heights. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it's just crazy to see how far it's all come. Like just closing up. I Dude, like it's, yes. We went from back in the day where it was almost like it was like it was advertised to fighters like hey you might need to get on roids <laughs> yeah. to compete like and no holds barred they could headbutt. I'm pretty sure there's one dude who, in, like, the second UFC, he won by, like, dick grab or something like that. What the? Yeah, because it was no – that's how it was marketed. It was no rules, slugfest. Like you could do – I, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I, I, I remember seeing, like it, – it started around, like, the 1990s, the late – the mid-1990s. Started picking up really around, like, the mid-2000s. But, like, back then, I saw some fights. It was, it was insane. That they were just – there was virtually like there was a lot less rules and I don't know, it was a lot more graphic. I guess you can say. Yeah, that's for but, sure. I just uh, like, dude, it's, it's killing boxing. The UFC definitely from the like. When was the last time you heard of like a really really big boxing fight that wasn't a YouTuber? Um, I'd say the biggest one before Ryan that, Garcia. I mean, there 
there's still the young guys coming up, like Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, um, Gervonta Davis, all them. But I think if you were to go up to any random person, if you were to go up to 10 random people and ask them if they know like three or at least two of the three, I don't think more than one or two people would be able to tell you that. Whereas back in like the 90s and early 2000 or in mid 2000s when it was like Pacquiao and, and uh, Mayweather, dude, those guys were secondhand like knowledge. It was like, oh yeah, we let's, we watch, that's, you know, that's the only other day of the year that we go as hard as we do on the Super Bowl for a sporting event. Nowadays, I don't really think people get together for, like, just the average American gets together. You have to be, like, really in the scene a little bit. Yeah, other than that, Mike Tyson, uh, Mike everyone, everyone wanted to see that. Holy but at, field. At, the, at the same time, I think boxing's biggest thing is its disorganization. It's several different companies competing for that top spot of, like, who is the most reputable, like, boxing and organization. And ever since HBO took off. Yeah. And a lot of the times they can't make the insane matchups mm -hmm. that they want to because they're under contracts with le uh, different with like athletes, leagues, yeah. right? Like WBA, HBO. Is HBO boxing still a thing? No, no. They, 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 HBO and Showtime, they both canceled their, their, their contracts with boxing. Ever since Floyd Mayweather retired. Yeah, I'm like, I know a lot more about UFC than boxing, so I might just butcher some of that but like i just i just think it's too many separate companies competing over that one top spot and they're all on equal ground uh, if you look at the mixed martial arts landscape it's not that way yeah it's you just have ufc which is top of the top bellator which is for like second mm -hmm. and for fighters who were like done with the ufc yeah but like it's just i think boxing would be a whole lot better if they could really Just create a good system. all the matchups that they really wanted to and that the people wanted to see. And, like, it was, I don't know. They just got to get it organized. But, hey, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's it's been a it's, – it's, it's, it's great to see the sport evolve, and tonight is going to be a big night for it. But Big night for me. Big night for us. Let's get it. Crazy. Let's get it. But, yeah, well, James, we're going to end it right here. Um, we're going on for 50 – three minutes now but um as always dude i appreciate you coming on a lot of good wisdom a lot of good conversation as well just in terms of like boxing content ufc well, content i'm ready for another 53 minutes yeah. i could chat about we're, this all day we're gonna have we're definitely gonna be chirping a little bit here later tonight yes sir for sure for sure but again man i appreciate you coming on and no problem who knows maybe the next big fight there is we may have to do another one of these sounds like a plan to me for sure as far as it get um the listeners go i appreciate you guys tuning in like i said um i'm gonna be trying to upload two podcasts every week um so just stay tuned i trying to get as much content out to you guys as possible and again thanks for listening you guys have a good one bye